Welcome to a podcast that you are listening to, the WDW Big Q. Here we are. I'm Jesse Biseglia, ready with a quick power sode, quick little power-packed episode, the Walt Disney World Big Q. Here's the Big Q. Here's the big question for all you to think about. Everybody out there in the Big Q universe, all of our adoring fans, think about this. Um, what do you miss from Spaceship Earth? What are some Spaceship Earth details, attractions, audio, visual, whatever, something that no longer exists on the ride of Spaceship Earth inside the ball? What do you miss? Think about it for a moment because maybe you can match some of my answers. So I'm going to give you my top three great things that you can no longer experience when you ride Spaceship Earth. We do tend to gravitate towards the uh, older days of Disney, often here on the Big Q, and, well, that's no exception today. So, without further, I got distracted by a notification here, without further ado, uh, putting my phone aside and getting going on this. Spaceship Earth, let's, t- let's, let's take a walk back and experience again and appreciate some of these great things that they used to have. Uh, here's my number three. The third most uh, missed and the third greatest uh, extinct detail that I have on my list. This is a small one, maybe, because the scene still exists. We're talking about the Rome scene. All roads lead to Rome. The guy, you know, there's some animatronics with like a horse and, you know, they're talking about Rome and how that increased, you know, whatever, communication and transportation and all that. Um, But what do we not have on that all roads lead to Rome scene anymore. This is just before, of course, you go into Burning Rome, so maybe you smell a little bit of it, but you ain't there yet. There's something you used to see. Oh, it was it was great. I, I would call it quaint, cute, maybe, as far as what type of a detail it was, but also kind of cool. This was the hand-drawn animation of the... Like a, it was like a projection of like the chariots going across the roads. That's about as, as, as if you know it, you know it, I guess. But I remember it was like white, almost like a white, but a silhouette. And they were just in the back. You saw all these R- Roman uh, chariots just zipping all over, horses going this way and that way. Some animation, some kinetic um, activity for the eyes to take in in the background. And that's something I kind of forgot about till recently. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. And then I had to just be like, is that still there or not? It isn't. Used to be there. It was It was nice. Okay, I just stopped recording for a quick second because I, I said I better do some research on this because what I said so far was just through my mind. So I researched it a little bit. It is very much a white silhouette. It almost looks like a white like something from an old film projector. It does not look like new technology, even for the time. This is like the 90s when it was up there. It looked like an old type of a technology, almost like flickering light and this white, just a white shape. There's no texture. There's no lines. There's no color besides the white. And it's this guy getting pulled on a horse on this little, like almost like a one-person chariot thing and then just zipping by in the background. And that animation is on repeat and there it goes and it was you know i guess as a kid going through there that's something you remember there were lifelike animatronics but there was also cutesy things like that and i i uh, i i enjoyed it a lot okay enough of that let's go for my number two. 
Oh, and now we're now we're hitting it hard. This is a big one. Um, this is a song, which hopefully is enough for you to know what I'm talking about, because there was a song in Spaceship Earth. You know what it was. Oh, it was a banger. Wow. Let me just hold. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, for the. It, it, it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, here comes the hook. Bring it in. That song, that song echoes through my childhood. Wow. My brothers and I, just something about that song. It's not, you know, it's it's a slow song. It's like a ballad. It's not, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be considered uh, popular music at the time as far as the music style. But man, we loved that song. Even listening to it now. It just brings brings a whole bunch of things back. Got me feeling certain ways about that ride and about that era of Epcot and Walt Disney World. Man, oh man, what a great song. It's a good song. Tomorrow's Child. The score is great. The vocal performance is great. And the lyrics are great. And that was a... I just YouTubed it real quick. That was a high-quality um, recording of that song. That wasn't like recorded from, from the ride. That was a HQ... Um, audio file. So go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and listen to it. I was I just picked up my phone. I laughed here because for some reason the top comment on the Tomorrow's Child song on YouTube is someone who said, "I'm so inspired I can punch a kangaroo." Is that a reference I'm missing? Kangaroo punching? Don't know. Anyway, that's that one. That. On the descent, after you go up into space, you're at the top of Spaceship Earth. When you come down, what are you going to do? Are you going to press little buttons and look at an animated uh, character that sort of has a fraction of your face on his face and they're they're taking spaceships to work? You could do that, but if you really have your way, you'll be listening to Tomorrow's Child with, you know, the... the course you weren't looking at a screen back then the the, the ride vehicles were, were were different without a screen so you had things to look at but that part was kind of a blur i think it was just artsy weird type of things to look at on the way down the main show was that song tomorrow's child um yeah you, for your eyes it was i don't know like mirrors and tunnels and colors things like that correct me if i'm wrong but i it that song blasted on the way down, and it was a treat. Potentially the highlight of the ride. Eh, you could say that about any part of Spaceship Earth. Tomorrow's Child, great song, great memories. Let's go to our number one. Eh, before I go to our number one, let's take a quick little intermission and talk about something that has to be talked about, but these are uh, bigger, more overarching extinct elements of this attraction. So it wouldn't go into my list, but you got to talk about it, and it is the extinct narrators of this attraction how many narrators have there been do you think you know you might know i feel like a lot of people forget the first one i don't even know who who it is actually anyway of course it's judy dench she's been going strong now maybe should maybe that'll change soon i don't know before judy dench was the uh, the, oh, the, the 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 master 
Scar himself, Jeremy Irons. That is my most missed narrator and narration because it was uh, it's just his voice and the things that he said were so awesome. Oh, man. Jeremy Irons, that was, of course, my childhood. I remember that getting narrator prior to Jeremy Irons as well, so that was my upbringing. But in my formative years, oh, man, Jeremy Irons speaking to me as I'm rolling through Rome or the the monk monastery or through the, you know, watching the artists. And, oh, man, it was great. Jeremy Irons, number one. He started in 1994. Before that was Walter Cronkite. Started in 86. Well, Epcot, of course, uh, didn't start in 86, so there was someone before him. The the very popular person that I'm very familiar with, whose name I will not mispronounce, Vic Perrin. Didn't research him, don't know who he is. He was from 82 to 86, I guess. Walter Cronkite, though, 86 to 94. Great. You know, he's, of course, the newscaster, but he, 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 he gave that attraction the seriousness and the drama that it deserved. Jeremy Irons did, too. Um, anyway, I miss those narrators. Enough said. They were great. Judy Dench, for me, leaves a little bit to be desired because she just kind of, she lightened it up too much. You know, and it, 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 it just it feels like it should be more serious, more dramatic, more, almost more like... A little spooky. Jeremy Irons made it a little bit spooky, the way he was talking with some of his words. Maybe that's not the best way to describe it. Anyway, it was great. Here's one last one. The thing that I think of most when I'm like, you know what I miss from Spaceship Earth? There's a thing that I think of most. Let me take a sip of my coffee for a dramatic pause. Hold on. It's an animatronic. A specific animatronic. It is a young individual. Um, I will give you a clue by saying what this animatronic used to say. Does not say anymore. But here, here's what this young animatronic would say. Extra, extra, New York Daily. Over and over. That's what this kid said. Of course, you know what's going on now. It's the newspaper kid in the, like, the printing press scene. This kid, he's still there. You, if you listen to the show, I assume you know all about this kid, but I'm going to go through it anyway. This kid, if you ride the ride today, you're going to see a newspaper kid if you look hard enough because his back is turned to you and he's in the background of the scene. He is an animatronic, but he's he's not moving, as far as I recall. Um, and you, you can hear his voice if you listen, but there's no movement to, to you know, complement that voice. And his voice is different. His voice right now is much like, uh, what the heck does he say? He says, Civil War is over. Extra, extra. Uh, Civil War is over. Something like that. It's a, it's a different voice, for sure. Different recording. Um, there's no movement. He, he doesn't look at... You can't even see this newspaper boy's face. Now, back in the day, the Jeremy Irons days, the Walter Cronkite days, this kid was up close to you. He was facing you. His arm moved. His mouth moved. His eyes moved. And he was yelling extra, extra New York Daily. Um, 
So obviously, you got much more from him in the past. And uh, you know, as a kid, another thing that my brothers and I bonded over was just his voice, you know, particularly the way he pronounced daily, because he said daily, something kind of like that. It really sounded like a kid's voice, like almost a baby He's screaming and talking. Uh, let me see, let me see if I can find the audio. Hold on, I'm a, I'm a, I'll get it. Okay, you know, we're learning together here because I searched for a Jeremy Irons version. I don't know what year specifically, but here's the kid during Jeremy Irons. Not the original voice. Not New York Daily. Listen, hold on, listen close. Rich people around the world as never before. And as our oh, appetite yes. for information and knowledge grew, the world began to shrink. Okay, hard to hear. You heard him say, read all about it. You can still see the kid. He's still moving and talking, but his voice changed. So there's, uh, there's, there's been various forms of this guy. Let me pause again. Look for the original voice. All right, here we go. That was it. You hear it again. That is it. One more time. I don't know how well all that came out, but I think I think you heard at least that last bit, the original extra, extra New York Daily. Why is that so important? Why am I taking so much time talking about that? The answer? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, that was my number one. The extra, extra New York Daily kid. Who moved? Who faced you? None of which is true anymore. Um... So, you know, what do you, th- th- there you go. What else you want? That's what you want in a podcast. Uh, you got anything you miss from Spaceship Earth? This is what podcast hosts say, right? Turn it over to you so you can light up the comment section and uh, keep that conversation going if you want, y- you know. All right, that's a big question. That's a big cue. Of this new era will extend.